What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So what we decided to do is create a software platform that would allow a business to create one profile one time that they can use to get registered, certified, and bid on opportunities with multiple government agencies. Uh, So for the government agencies, it allows them to maintain that decentralized status, but it just creates a centralized hub where they can find businesses and do business with local, minority-owned, women-owned, and veteran-owned businesses. Turn my mic up. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh, on the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam, welcome back, welcome back. Listen, today, y'all, we have a very, very special, special treat. Um, you know, one of the most popular topics on this show, and I don't know how this happened. I mean, we started off as a trucking show, and all of a sudden, you know, this government contracting thing just started booming, right? And it just became such a such a popular topic. We've had a few people on the show talk about it, and, um, you know, people love it. And, you know, I have a few theories as to why I think people love it, um, and I'll get into that. But today, yeah, y'all are in for a special treat. We have Shakia Kegler. With us, joining the Hustle Fam, um, she is the founder of GovLia, right? GovLia. 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 Oh, you know what? I practiced that, yeah. and, I, and I and I you know, and I said to myself, it's like government liaison. Exactly. Right? Government it's- liaison, and I oh. told myself I was gonna have it right, and I still messed it up. So, <laughs> oh, so GovLia. Um, mm-hmm. She's the founder of Govlier, and you also have some other um, projects that you're working on as well. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll definitely get into that. But um, Govlier um, basically connects um, uh, businesses, right, with government agencies. Is that a simple way to put it? Absolutely. Okay, perfect, perfect. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk government contracting today. I'm really excited. You know, I, I, I know you do your thing, so I'm looking forward to this one um, being an epic show. And, um, you know, let, let, let's, let's get into it. You ready? I'm ready. I'm All right, ready. cool. So, you know, I, I was, I alluded to earlier that, you know, this is one of the most popular topics on the show. And I believe the reason why that is, is because I think people kind of see government contracting as a way to kind of start from zero, kind of nothing. And, you know, you can get into government contracting and boom, $500 million contract, boom, boom billion dollar contract, right? Boom. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you in there. What, 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 what do you say to that, Shakir? What, what do you say to that, to that thought? I completely agree with you. Uh, it's just, it, because it is, it's real. Um, and we think about the idea of, you know, and I would just say from the trucking perspective, I've talked to a few people. I have friends who have a trucking company as well. So, you know, most of their jobs are coming from the load board and, you know, they're doing it that way. But you go through this process and you get a government contract and it's like $100,000. And it's like, wait a minute, guys, like what, <laughs> where did this come from? So I can see, 
I can see that. And I'll also say from my business perspective as well, like I focus on the government contracts uh, because I know that this is not the amount of money that I would make every day from direct consumers, right? So some of the work that we do is helping connect businesses to government agencies. So we work mostly with government agencies and prime contractors who are looking for subcontractors to be on contracts with. And, you know, that's our way of developing this network of saying, hey, we have the opportunities, you get in place so that way when they come in line, we can say, okay, this is available, this is available. So that's how, you know, well, from my personal experience, really seeing that, you know, it, that's how it works. Like you can start from zero and there you are. Like There you so. go. Boom. You on. Right. <laughs> All right. Cool. So so this is an amazing topic. Um, let's kind of start from the beginning for, for the hustle fam who, who who's not familiar with you and your mm-hmm. story. Let's get into your story. I'm sure you've told it a million times. <laughs> let's 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 start from the beginning. Where are you from? Um, tell us about growing up, so forth and so on. Give, give us a little bit of backstory. Got it. So I am originally from St. Petersburg, Florida. I am a Florida native. Not many people that live in Florida are from Florida. So, um, but I'm originally from Florida, St. Petersburg, and I grew up, you know, regular Southside St. Pete, you know, uh, I'm the oldest of five girls. And, you know, it was my, me, my mom, my grandmother, we all lived in like a three bedroom house. So, you know, really humble, humble, humble. Like I tell you, like humble beginnings, humble upbringing. Uh, but because like I'm I'm so family oriented and I'm so involved with my family, it allowed me to become like more selfless in the process because it wasn't just about me making sure that I was good. Like I got a whole family, you know, to make sure that we all good. Right. So, uh, and I think that's one of the things that really comes into place and you, you begin to realize that it's not just about you. It makes it easier for you to say, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm doing this for me and for my, but let me make sure I'm bringing other people into the fold. So that's how, um, that's why I continue to talk about government contracting. You know, J. Cole said it best, like, what good is first class if my people can't sit? I want to be in there by myself, That's you right. know? That's so, right. um, so uh, fast forward, graduated high school, and I decided I was going to enlist in the military. At the time, um, my mother was sick. She, you know, was having issues. And I just kind of want to make sure I was in a position to where if anything, God forbid, were to happen, I would be able to take care of my younger siblings, right? So the military was the only option uh, that would allow me to continue to advance myself at such a young age, learn some stuff, and still have the financial ability to take care of my siblings. Of course, that was the only thing I knew at the time as well. So, um so I did that, and over time, while I was in the military, I was what, 18, 19 years old, and I got a job managing our operational budget for weapons department. So my job was an aviation ordinance. We build and assemble weapons ammunition, build bombs, uh, basically. So I was purchasing supplies, um, managing a $400,000 operating budget, literally purchasing Everything from screws to missiles, uh, paper, boots, all type of stuff, just literally managing it. And I realized how much money we were spending on stuff. And I was, you know, me coming from my background, I'm like, $30 on pens. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was an unnecessary spend to me because I, I didn't have that capital to spend. But I realized, hey, the government is spending money like this. So 
Uh, I did my five years and you know, I was stationed in Japan, you know, so we went on deployment on rotation, six months on, six months off. So a lot of my time was really spent uh, managing this budget and uh, doing like more of a, a quality assurance role for my department. So uh, I did that. And I also was in administration. I worked in the administration space. So um, I did all of that work and my five years came around and I was like, all right, cool. I want to get out. I want something different, you know. And got a job working at this pharmaceutical company, learning the opposite side of it, selling products and services to the government and uh, the benefits of really just selling to the government. I was seeing how much money we were making and I was like, geez. So I decided to just branch out, start my own company because I have, you know, advantages in the States in terms of being a woman, a minority and a veteran. So I went through the process of starting my business, got certified, and I partnered with them to start selling their products and services to the government. And pretty much from there, it, it took off. Um, how I started Yay was a little different. I, I wanted, um, I would go to networking events and you always get people asking, you know, how do you do this? Can you help me? And it became like, it, it began to take a, a real toll on, um, in terms of time wise, consulting and working with people and getting into this space. So I just decided I wanted to create A to make it easier to connect businesses and government agencies. So we um, focused primarily on developing a software platform to do that, which we actually just launched. So I'll I'll definitely share some more about that later, Uh, but also really just sharing content information, partnering with organizations to teach businesses how to navigate their process. And, you know, that's pretty much where we've been. Well, how I got here and where I am today. <laughs> okay, dope, dope, dope. So we're going to go back a little bit because I have some questions. I've, I've okay. been listening. I've been trying to, you know, put it all together. All right. So let's go back to um, your military days. Um, first, obviously, we want to thank you for your service. <laughs> we can't skip past that. You know, thank you. Um, okay. So what, what branch of the military? Navy. I was okay. aviation ordinanceman, uh, second class petty officer in the Navy. Okay, cool. So you fall into this purchasing role. How does that happen? Was it something that was something that was available, something that you had interest in? How did you get into that role to begin with? Got it. So in the military, you have like your primary job. And my primary job was aviation ordnance man, um, the weapons and ammunition assembly and uh, loading. Right. But you have the opportunity to do collateral duties. So collateral duties can be anything from training to um, repair uh, supply parts, um, uh, petty officer. So that was my role. I did training. I did supply parts. I did um I did so many different collateral duties. It was just like one of my things um, to try to make sure. I've always been an overachiever. I will tell you that like as okay. soon as I got to the boat, I went and I finished all my qualifications. So that way I can take um, college courses, which I, I was, you know, finished my bachelor's degree in the military. So I've always been, you know, a go-getter, always. Uh, so that's kind of like the job role. And then I, one of my LPOs, after I finished my qualifications um, and I decided I want to take classes, he was like, do you want another like position? Do you want another job? Um, we'll put you on this as a backup. And it was the supply part. So in the military is considered the repair parts petty officer. And I was the secondary to like a um, our third class petty officer. Cause I was just an airman at the time. And 
I took that job and we would go pick up supplies, we'll order supplies, show me how to do the job. And then from there, like he would just coast. Like every time I learned like how to do something different, he'd be like, all right, you got it. And he'll leave me to do it, do <laughs> right. the work, of course. Right. Um, and but he would always go with me to pick up the products. Uh, he would always go with me to help pick up the supplies and stuff. Um, and I'm like very small in stature, so sometimes if we had to order like big like products, I'll go to like the magazines and I'll say, "Hey, uh, can you send two two people up? I need some help with some stuff." So right. you know, I, I kind of had the opportunity, a little leverage, um, because I had that role and I, I was in that position as well. So that's how I got that that job. And and I think most. Um, like collateral because you learn so much more than what you know you were bargaining for and it was for me it was a blessing because my job was aviation ordinance like getting out of the military um what was I going to do in a role of building bombs I mean you can get a contractor job where you're working with the government to do that but I didn't want to do that. Right. Like, so right. I, I used what I learned from those collateral duties um to you know make my life out here in like a civilian world. So. Got you. Got you. All right. So you get ex- exposed to this purchasing side and you're seeing, I'm just trying to grasp my mind, put my mind around what you're seeing and how you start seeing the, 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 the potential in it to where you can actually do this same thing yourself. So you're seeing orders come in. Like what's the, what's the process you, when you're buying these boots and you're buying these, you know, these little things, what, how does that work? Got it. So in the military, we actually have like a database of purchasing like regular everyday items. So like boots, paper, pens and things like that. So we have a database and you just need the NSN number. You go in and you input how much you want to purchase. But for items that we don't have in a database, you actually have to go out and source for them. Uh, so one thing that my uh, L, my LCPO, well, actually, my LDO asked me um before he asked me to order some vacuum cleaners. And of course we don't have the vacuum cleaners in there. So at the time, this was my first time learning how, you know, to outsource and find products and get quotes and, you know, create the package that we have to go through. Uh, so that was my first time doing that. And of course at the time I despised my LCPO, well, my LDO for making me do it. But <laughs> because uh, I was able to see what goes into that, you know, actually going online mostly because like I said, we were on the ship, we were on deployment. So uh, going online, sourcing for them, finding them below a certain threshold uh, and making sure that, you know, I got all the quotes uh, and then I had to take it to supply in order for it to get approved because I wasn't in the supply department. So the supply department actually manages everything. We're just, I was just the supply manager for weapons department. Mm. And um, so I had to go through that process, um, get all the quotes for that, take it to supply, um, wait for them to approve it. All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show.
and then go back and then purchase uh, the vacuum cleaners and get them shipped to the to the aircraft carrier. Got, and that was pretty much how it went. Got you. Now, when you're when you're receiving these quotes, how how much visibility do you have as to the businesses that are giving you these quotes? Like, are there the small businesses, big businesses? Do you have mm-hmm. access into the type of capital that they have? Like, what 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 do you see? Is it really transparent, or just you see a little bit of information? You see a little bit of information, and I will also say that it was it was more of a simple Google search to find these products um, because it was so specific. It was a vacuum cleaner that we could have on a ship that was electronic that could go down into a magazine where we had thousands of ammunition that could go off at any time. Uh, so we had to have find like a very particular vacuum cleaner. So it was really just a, a Google search, finding the companies that did this researching uh, the information, contacting them via email to see, do you have these in stock uh, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, from there, that's really how that process went. But for others, you know, you look through the list of um, suppliers based off of like their next codes and things like that. If you're just really looking for some like general product or service, you could search based off of their next codes and stuff. So it would be fair to say that whoever had like the best SEO, whoever had the most visibility on the internet pretty much was getting that, that, that job or, or, or getting exactly that, that contract. And if their pricing was good, um, cause I did have to get at least three of those quotes. Um, so, and then we just compared pricing and based off of if they had it in stock, of course, and that was kind of how we did it. Okay. Okay, cool. So I I, I kind of understand that now. All right. So moving forward, you say you you get out of the the military and you start working for a pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. All right, and and you said you you they were also selling to the government as well. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you saw that opportunity, and you said I'm going to start my own thing, and you partner with them. Tell me about that process. How'd you how'd you do that? How'd you separate from them and then start your own business to actually partner with them to work with yeah. them to sell to the government? How'd that work out? Uh, so there's a, a process in like doing business with the government when you can really, you can start a business and outsource things. So, especially if you don't need a license. So like for pharmaceutical, um, um, so for pharmaceuticals, you need it, but for like medical supplies and equipment, you didn't necessarily need it. Right. Uh, so you could outsource it, you know, band-aids, um, you know, any like surgical tape, like things like that, you could outsource and work with them to say, hey, do you have a pricing for this? Uh, you get a quote for it. And um, once that contract comes through, you know, you ship your products out. So that's how I kind of like start doing it in the process. But when I was, while I was working there, um, I was helping, I was in the compliance space and I was helping with the government contracts and realizing like, this is this. So this is how the other side does it. Like, this is it. This is how right. the other side so now you're right. seeing a big picture. Now you're mm-hmm. like, oh, OK. Now you're taking all that experience you had from the when you were purchasing. And now you're looking at it like, oh, OK, this is the other side of it. OK, this is it. it was coming yeah. together now. Full circle. Right. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. Uh, so took that. And uh, then I told them, I was like, you know, I really want to. Uh, I want something different. I want to go out. I want to be an entrepreneur. And they were very like open and receptive to it. I told them that, you know, I have an idea. I have a business idea. 
and pitched it. Um, and I told them that I wanted to leave. And they were like, okay, well, you know, just let us know if you need any um, support with anything. We'll be here, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was already cool with the purchasing, the per- the guy who um, manages the products. So I, I would just text them like, hey, B, what's up? You know, do y'all have X, Y, Z? And it kind of just went from there. Um, so I, I, I continue to I continued to go out, start my business. I got my business certified uh, uh, as a veteran-owned business to sell products to VA, um, and I kind of did it from there. Uh, But after about a year, GovVA started to, like, really pick up, and I fell more in love with, like, what I was doing with GovVA that I kind of, like, stopped doing the pharmaceuticals and stuff like that. Um, And also, I was a one, you know, a one-person team. So I was doing all the work and everything like that. Uh, So I I saw more value in what I was doing with GovLA on a um, impact level as well as a financial level. So I I kind of. Got you, got you, got you. Now, I I understand. Can you give us an idea just because because people like numbers, right? People always want to know the numbers, how much like with that business, what type of. Profits were you bringing in? What type of margins? Just give us an idea of financials when you were doing the uh, the medical business or the Got pharmaceuticals. It. So when you have the certifications, uh, it gives you leverage to have a higher pricing than some of your competition because they really want to help the small businesses. So um, based off of like the pricing from my competition, I mean, from the company that I was working with, I would always do like a 15 uh, to 20 percent markup on the products and then submit the pricing based off of that. And that's pretty much how I did it. So, okay. Okay. Dope. Uh, And then for some of them, I would have to do below 10%. And, you know, for those, I didn't make much money, but uh, sometimes I I would usually win the contract just based purely off of having that certification. Oh, got you. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. So, so let's talk GovLier. Let's, let's kind of dive into that because that's, that's your baby, right? Um, you, you, you guys focus on small, small businesses and you guys focus on disadvantaged businesses, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, currently how many disadvantaged businesses are doing business with the, with the government? Got it. So, uh, there's no exact number in terms of how many of them are doing business, because you could go off of the, the number of businesses who are registered in SAM, but not all of them are doing business. You mm-hmm. have so many people in there who um, they go through the process, but it's it's complex. It, it really is. It's confusing. Um, and you really have to, like you said, go through, keep continue to learn. You know, it's not just, hey, here's the information. And now go out and do it. No, you literally have to continue to learn throughout the process. Uh, So a lot of people aren't doing business because of those reasons. And that was really why I I wanted to focus more on um, GovLA and then at the state and local government levels. Uh, You have a number of businesses who help with like doing federal contracts. Um, And the federal process to me is is a lot simpler than doing business with state and local government levels. Right. Because at the federal level, is you register in Sam, well, you apply for your DUNS number, you register in SAM. Um, once, uh, once your SAM is activated, you'll receive a cage code, and now you're ready to do business with government agencies. Now you're ready to do business with the federal government. But at state and local government levels, it's completely different. It's all decentralized, and everyone has a completely different process, right? So I live in Broward County. Broward County has 31 cities. 
every city in, and the county has a completely different process in place for purchasing products and services. So if I want to do business in the city uh, where I live and then go maybe 10 miles down the street into another city, completely different process, which is crazy because I'm a local business, um, but it takes more time to go through the process of doing business with state and local government agencies uh, because they are all using uh, different solutions. So what we decided to do is create a software platform that would allow a business to create one profile one time that they can use to get registered, certified, and bid on opportunities with multiple government agencies. Uh, so for the government agencies, it allows them to maintain that decentralized status, but it just creates a centralized hub where they can find businesses and do business with local, minority-owned, women-owned, and veteran-owned businesses. Mm. So that's uh, really like been my driving passion for GovLier. Uh, but in the meantime, the work that I've been doing to, you know, really build up the company, build a brand and make those connections with, you know, local governments, small businesses and medium and large businesses as well, uh, because they also are part of this conversation. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that. But um I was doing different trainings. I'll partner with organizations like, you know, Urban League, uh, their entrepreneurship center uh, will teach like classes to get businesses, uh, you know, prepared to do business with the, go the government, the local government, help them go through the certification process and things like that. Uh, so we, I would partner with those organizations to teach. Uh, also partnering with prime contractors. So uh, there are contracts. Have we have someone discussed the prime contractor process? Talk about it. Let's get into oh. it. All right, cool. Uh, so there are the like, it depends on what the government um, stipulations are, but there are huge contracts that are awarded eight million, nine million, ten million dollars. They're awarded. The, these contracts are available. But in order for these companies to be awarded these contracts, they have a certain set aside goal, a percentage uh, of a goal that they have to meet, whether it's with disadvantaged businesses, woman owned, minority owned veteran-owned businesses, or even some small and local business programs, right? So for um, in order for them to win these contracts, they have to go out, they have to source for these businesses, and they have to bring them onto the contract as a subcontractor. And this process is called like a good faith effort process. So you have to go through, do, uh, do email blasts, phone calls, uh, social media. We help them with radio ads, um, just all of the ways to like reach out to, you know, the small business community to say, hey, this opportunity is available uh, for a certified woman on veteran on DBE, any of those programs. Um, and, you know, based off of the businesses that are attached to that contract, when well that proposal when they submit that proposal is that prime contractor and however many subcontractors they have to meet to meet that nine percent ten percent whatever that goal is uh so to be a contractor to be a subcontractor on a nine million dollar opportunity and you know they have to give you nine percent <laughs> That's insane. Like, you know, so it's an opportunity um, to do business with these the prime contractors. So that's what we also help with uh, facilitating those relationships, doing the outreach and connecting with, you know, the business community around that stuff. Uh, so that's also part of like what our mission for with the software will be making sure that those primes are actually doing the work to find these subcontractors, because if, you know, for some reason they can't find them, they can receive a waiver. 
that no businesses were available. You, you mean to tell me you couldn't find a black owned or uh, Hispanic owned cleaning company to help you with this? <laughs> right. I find that so insane. Right. So, you know, uh, especially in somewhere like South Florida. Come on, guys. Right. So. So that's dope. So you got. So, OK, so the platform. Not only does it connect um, the, 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 the businesses with the government agencies, but you also connect primes with, with subcontractors as well. Absolutely. So it's like multi, multi-tiered, like there's different, like every, everybody can be on this platform. So there's one, there's one side for the agencies, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys are going out and kind of sourcing the different agencies. Like you said, in, in, in Florida, there's these 31 different municipalities, yes. right? So they would all be on this platform looking for small businesses, right? Yes. And then also these primes can also be on a platform. If they get contracts, they can look for the small, uh, the DBEs in order to uh, subcontract out the work. Absolutely. That's a lot, man. How does that? But you know what's so crazy is the process is it's the same. Once they create that profile, like that profile is everything. Like like a digital capability statement. You you're sourcing, you're searching in the platform. These same businesses, you'll find these businesses. Got you. You just need one space to find them. That's it. Got you. So when somebody gets on um, gets on the platform and they create their profile, what are some of the things that they're they're kind of putting into that profile? Um, what information do they need to to pretty much have access to and be ready to give to create yeah. that capability statement? Perfect. So um, all basic business information. So location, um, phone number, how to contact them, any outlets for like their social media platforms or their websites, any outlets to connect with them on that. Their next codes. Um, they need to we need to be able to clarify. Are you doing work as a prime? subcontractor or both? Uh, Do you accept government credit cards? What are the products and services that your business providing? You have to be extremely specific on that stuff um, because that's another thing we run into. So you want to be extremely specific in terms of what products and services that your business provide. Um, Are you certified? Do you have any certifications? Uh, And if you do uh, say that you are certified, you have to upload proof of those certifications. Uh, So that way, when the agencies and the prime contractors are sourcing, they can actually see this documentation, see this information here. You can also input information for past performance. Now, that does not count against you if you do not have past performance, but um, you can put that past performance information on there as well. So it's pretty much also, you put in where the business is incorporated, uh, the EIN, the DUNS number. If you don't have a DUNS number, that's fine. We also have a process where we show you how to go through and um, apply for your DUNS number. And that's pretty much it that's on that, that public profile. And you can use this link to share in an email. We have it attached to our website on gubliacom We have it attached to our website in the about section. It says our capabilities. You can click on it, see what the profile looks like public view profile and everything. So also your, your logo and stuff. Got you. So prior to actually creating a profile, you need to already be registered with um, Sam. No, you don't have to be registered with Sam at all. Oh, you don't have to be registered with Sam at all. Okay. No, because it's, it's state and local. We focus on state and local. So uh, you don't have to be registered in SAM.gov to do business with state and local government agencies. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got you. So any business, it, it doesn't matter. Any mm-hmm. business could get on this, on, on this platform, on GovLA, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> create their profile, 
um, feed, feed the platform all this information. And at that point, what's going to happen? What are you going to get an e- email notification? What happens next? Got it. So you'll get an you'll get a notification if um, a business or agency is looking to connect with you in the platform. You can post different events and updates for different opportunities. Follow and connect with these government agencies and prime contractors to keep update on what opportunities they have available because it's like a it also has like a social component of it where you can post information in real time as well. So you can keep up with different, you know, we have a training session or we have a seminar, we have a webinar, or we have this opportunity available. It's small, but you know, X, Y, and Z. So they can put that information out on the platform. So you can get notifications for that stuff. And then also, like I said, you can connect with other businesses. So uh, not only can businesses connect with prime contractors, businesses can connect with other small businesses. So that gives you the opportunity to partner on different contracts or, you know, anything that you may see available. You know, I have a, you know, a design company and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know much about this. So let me hire Ramel as a consultant for this. And I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, right. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. So that's pretty much it. So, so typically, what would you say is a turnaround time from time from the time somebody creates a prof- profile? When would they usually start hearing something? So uh, it really just depends on how you are interacting in the platform. And like I said, we really just launched it last month, so we got to get more businesses on there. Like that's. Once you create that account, um, share it, let more people know about it. So that way we can get more businesses on there and the more businesses we have, the more leverage we have in the marketplace as well to say, look, we already have 50,000 businesses in your area that are on this platform. Like it's no reason for you not to use this solution. Like when everyone is here, right. you know, so right. we need that leverage. We need you just as much as, you know, uh, you need us in terms of finding these opportunities. So no doubt. That- Let's talk about the opportunities. What opportunities are booming right now? Right. What 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 are you seeing? I mean, with COVID, you know, obviously we have a lot going on there. What are some of the opportunities that you're seeing that are booming that people that you would say, man, if you are in this space, you need to get you need to get in. Got it. Uh, One that will always boom and forever is booming is the construction industry. Um, People are taking this downtime to actually get some of the development work that they need done, done uh, for sure, especially when it comes down to schools, which is another thing. School boards have their own money. Uh, So we're working with (laughs) trying to get some of these school boards involved as well. Uh, But um, and any other anchor institutions, police departments, all of those, um, they have their own processes, their own their own processes in place, too. Uh, But yeah, so those I would even say some now cleaning. Oh, my gosh. Like, I've seen so many cleaning contracts. I'm like, I'm about to start a janitorial. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is killing me. Right. Um, so I've seen so many cleaning contracts. And of course, because of, because of COVID. Um, catering. Catering has been big as well, uh, especially because they you know, just want to bring food to locations. Catering has been big in terms of the opportunities I've seen. I've seen this so... Yeah, I, I was going to say... Um, automobile like cleaning but it's still cleaning cleaning. right right um yeah i've seen a few of them and i can't like go into all of them right now but right like what's going on and you know what people are panicking about and it's just like yeah that's what they want that's pretty much where you want to be Nah, for sure. What, what what about? Um, I mean, you see a lot of uh, a lot of different things in the news about um, you know these companies, um, these gov- government 
funding to companies that are fraudulent and all mm-hmm. that? Like, what, 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 what do you know about that kind of stuff? Talk a little bit about that. Okay. So um, the thing is, regardless of how we look at it, it's still a relationships-based industry. And that's one of the things that we want to bring more transparency into the, the space. Um, but it's not uncommon for, you know, people to help their friends get a contract, get a kickback from the on the back end. You see that all the time, especially since so they relax due to COVID. They relax the um, requirements. They relax the requirements and regulations. And that's why you see all of these, you know, I get notifications about government contracting through my like Google alerts. And it's always billion dollar contract right. by the federal government. Right. It's crazy. So this company started two months ago. And right. this, you, you see it and you see it and you're just like, wow. Um, and I will say that is mostly like in the federal space, uh, mm-hmm. just because it's a lot more lenient than in the state and local government space. Uh, just because in the state and local, it's easier for the community to hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can also sweep some stuff on the rug. So don't get me wrong. It's not it's not that it doesn't exist. It definitely exists. It's just um, it's not as uh, open. I would say right. that. Right. Um, and, and they usually get called too. That's another thing. They usually get called. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so that's, uh, I've seen, I've seen so many of those and I know that, you know, I know that it happens and it's very unfortunate. Um, you know, even when it comes down to certifications and stuff, uh, when you talk about the DBE certification, you either have to be, you know, in a minority group or a woman owned business, you know, to be certified as a DBE and a lot of, you know, White males will have their wife cert, um, become the 51% owner of the company, and then they take advantage of the DBE certification. So that's why it's so important for us to start making sure that we are taking advantage of them as well. Otherwise, people are going to find a way around it, like we always do, like 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 we always do, and, you know, <laughs> take advantage of it, exploit it. And that's what we kind of want to make sure we're in the space so that way it makes it harder for people to do that. For sure. For sure. I want to talk a little bit about um, building a tech company because I mean, I know that had to be an experience for you, Um, you know, coming from the, 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 the Navy and then getting into selling the pharmaceuticals and then you, you build this tech company, like talk a little little bit about, (laughs) talk a little bit about that because that's a totally different space. Tell me about that, that journey. Got it. So, um, yeah, like I said, I, I I had the idea to create this software, uh, but I was doing the consultation, well, consulting in the, in the meantime, and just like the training and stuff. Um, so I did my first pitch competition, and I won $25,000. Oh, okay. Right, nice. right you nice. know. <laughs> So uh, it was a Grace Hopper Celebration Pitch Competition, and it was the first annual Pitch Hurt Competition. I went up there, I pitched the business, um, and I kind of had some wireframes already because, you know, I saved money in the military, so I was using my personal funds. I spent almost 12,000 of my own funds getting the actual software, like, developed initially. And, you know, I won this pitch competition, and... It was it was crazy. Like it was so crazy and it was really unexpected. I practiced though. I practiced my behind off. Like <laughs> I was practicing like for two months straight yeah. uh, with this and, and just pitching to people. Like if I had your number, I'd call you and say, Hey Ramel, um, do you have like five minutes so I can pitch this to you? Like, get right. some 
So I was pitching like my family, my friends, like just anybody that was listening, I was pitching to them. So, um, so went through that and it was in Houston. Um, and after that, I kind of tried to bring on like some more people to actually help with managing the actual software and development side of it, because, you know, I, I have my project manager certificate, but managing the developers, it's different. That's a different ball game. Right. Like, Right. That's a completely different ball game, and you really have to know how to um, narrow down like the specifics in terms of what you want. Like you can't just say, you know, I want a page that that is blue and <laughs> you can register for it. Like right, right, right. So now it goes into well, what goes into registration? What does the buttons look like? Blah blah blah. Like it's so much more that goes into it, and I, and for me, just being like the idea, like the creative type, I'm like. Just make it to where people get registered, right. you know. <laughs> so you know, it, exactly. it, I, I I I wasn't there. Um, now I am. You know, it takes a, a lot of like trial and error. Right. Uh, so, and also, like I didn't have like I had that money, but I didn't have enough funds to like literally like hire someone like full time. So I was outsourcing. I was outsourcing. I was offshoring work. And I was managing the project. So, you know, after about a year of development, we had a platform. We started working with, you know, one of the local cities to really just as a beta test, test it out. And the platform started breaking. I was <laughs> devastated. <laughs> I was so devastated. Oh my like gosh. it started breaking as soon as we started getting businesses. Like we had like 100 businesses on board on the first um, iteration of the platform and it started breaking and I was, I was devastated. I was embarrassed, like just everything. Mm. Uh, so I really took it personal. I honestly took it really personal. And I, um, I was like, okay, cool. Well, we're going to scrap this project and we're going to start from scratch. And I went from there to stop thinking that I could manage a project to um, reaching out to one of my friends who's actually like a full site developer. I don't know why I didn't do this in the beginning. I, <laughs> don't judge me. Um, but, you know, I, I reached out to him and, you know, luckily he had some business as well. So he was like, okay, well, let's barter services. So I didn't even have to pay him. We barter services. So I helped him get, you know, registered with the government, bid on a few contracts for him, uh, and also like set up a plan to how to reach out to governments because his project, his product is so niche. It's not just like something you can bid on and, you know, go up against all of these other companies who've been doing this for, you know, all these years or whatever. So right. we developed a plan to really come from, come at it from a startup perspective to really uh, submit unsolicited proposals, do demos and reach out to these agencies, which is a, you know, some different that pre-acquisition phase of things. But yeah, so we began to barter services and we started in January and in March, the first version of the platform was finished and it was unlike anything. Like we brought those other, those 100 businesses back on. Uh, we brought some consultants in from the government side to start testing out the government side as well. Um, and then we made a few like small changes. Platform didn't break, by the way. Um, <laughs> just made a few small changes based off of feedback. You know, what what would really make this a better experience for you? Is it completely easy to navigate and you know, things like that? So uh, we took those things into consideration, made those changes, and then relaunched the platform. So now we're going out doing sales with agencies, you know, trying to bring more agencies on board to actually utilize the software. And it's actually completely free for businesses to sign up 
for government agencies to sign up and use the basic version. Let me say that basic version of the platform. Right. We right. have a membership so process. Right. Um, but yeah, so we that's how that you know that happened. We I went through like a, a period of like a year of development and mm. it crashed, and then like three months in, we got like a nice working product, and I was just like, maybe it's me. <laughs> you know, maybe it's me. I started to believe it. Uh so yeah, and and just navigating the space as a tech startup is different as well. Uh, especially, you know, being a minority in this space, most of the time a business, you know, they'll go through the process, they'll come up with an idea, they'll create their MVP and then they'll go out and raise capital. You see like that happen all the time. Um, but you know, that funding is not, it's not necessarily there for our community, um, and black founders and things like that. So, you know, you really have to be scrappy like when i tell you bootstrap like right bootstrap, like when i say we on social media i really mean me <laughs> so um yeah that that's how it was like in the beginning now i got like a team or whatever but uh before like it was it was me grinding like pumping everything out so um but yeah but starting to take company is different it's a different language um i took the time to really learn like how to read code uh, what soft, what platforms, what softwares do we need to have in place to really use to like manage the code, you know, GitHub and things like that, uh, Bitbucket, all of those to really just hone and manage the codes. Um, Amazon, AWS, Google Cloud, you know, you understanding those. Um, one thing that I have been like really looking at is uh, the security features now, like mm. as we need to advance, the security features is a completely different ball game. So I'm like, good, like, <laughs> right, right, right. But cyber security is doable. huge. Yeah, it's very doable. I will say that. So, mm-hmm. ha- have you looked out um, for other venture capital? Like, have you looked into VCs or uh, like crowdfunding? Like, how have you looked to raise money to build this platform? Got it. Um, so I did do a like a friends, a friends and family round, like after I ran out of money, um, I did do a friends and family round and, you know, my family did like a little collection. It was super cool. Nice. Um, nice. Got me a little money. Everybody contribute $20, $30. So <laughs> there we go. Know. It adds up. It adds <laughs> up. See, and it's a lot of us. So yeah. it definitely adds up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, I did that and I, I haven't been out for like angel or VC funding or anything. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to make sure that I'm in a position to where I have additional like revenue coming in from the actual software as opposed to like the consulting work that I've been doing. Um, so once I start generating some additional revenue for the software, um, I think I want to do like a, a crowdfunding raise um, to, you know, let uh, uh, see how like the community will be able to back a solution like this because it will allow us to have some ownership in it as well. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. So if I don't do the crowdfunding round, I'll probably end up going through um, trying to get some investment. That's it. If not, if revenue, if revenue just start picking up the way in my mind is going to work. Right. I ain't doing none of that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna keep it bootstrapped and just and just keep on building keep building that's it because it gives you so much more leverage when you have that you know capital you have that revenue coming in because they can really see like this company can easily generate you know an ar of you know a million to three million dollars and you know they'll want to invest you wouldn't have to beg them for money and right i'm not good at that i don't beg right. 
so so have have like your peers in the tech like what what are your peers in the tech community like what advice have they given you in building your business what are some of the things that they're they're telling you now that you're into this this new world of tech what are some Mm -hmm. of the things that they're kind of telling you to look out for some of the same things that we just talked about make focus on revenue focus on you know driving sales focus on building that company um but also make sure that you know you you have all of your ducks in a row make sure you have all of your documentation all the paperwork that you need make sure you have that stuff in place um and you know really also one thing i gotta make sure i talk about this is relying <laughs> on one another because this mm. is so lonely it's so lonely and it can you can easily get um distracted or you know deterred in this space as well so make sure you are relying on like your community your tribe uh, and the people in this space don't be afraid to ask questions uh there are no stupid questions it's just if you don't uh, ask the question and hold people accountable when they tell you that they are going to help you don't just let people say well let me know if you need if you need something actually take them up on that like Hold them accountable to that statement yeah. uh, and be willing to reach out and ask and ask for help. That, that was always my problem, reaching out and asking people for help because I, I got it. I'll, yeah, fit, I'll right. find a way. You yeah, you, you're used to you're used to doing for self and taking care of others. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. even from a from a kid, you know, what I mean, it's like you're always used to being big sis and yeah. I take care of everything. I got it. I got it. Don't got worry it. about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nah, nah. I, I, I definitely feel you. What about personal development? I'm always interested in entrepreneurs, what they do for their own personal development. What do you what do you do for your own personal development? Got it. For me, um, I usually in terms of like I just continue to reanalyze stuff and it can be you know problematic at times. But I try to reanalyze stuff and look at it from a, a, a completely different lens. This has allowed me to, you know, grow in ways that I never thought. Like, first of all, I grew so much in the military. Um, but getting out and then starting a company, um, it, it allows you to evolve and, you know, sometimes like I'll look back and I'm like, I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> like, you know, you think about how much you have grown, uh, and where you come from <clears throat> and you're just like, wow, like you are amazed at, you know, the work that you've done. It takes, you know, it, it don't come often when you think like that, but you right. really have to sit back and reflect and think on, you know, how far you, you've actually come. So, you know, I do that through multiple ways. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I listen to your podcast. (laughs) You know, I listen to stuff just because I like to be able to understand where, where other people are coming from. Um, and that's how I I know I understand a little bit about the trucking, the trucking industry. And then, you know, I also, people always seem to come to me, even if it's about starting a trucking business, I'm like, guys, like, I have a software company, but <laughs> let me figure out how I can help you. Right. Mm. Um, so I, I try to take a little bit of everything. So I listen to podcasts. Uh, I do a lot of reading, but I also do a lot of like just conversations. Like I prefer to like really, it's so strange. Like I really like getting other people's like perception of things. Mm. I'm just like, so inquisitive about that stuff. Right. Right. Uh, that's not strange. I, I, I love that too. That's, that's, oh, okay. why, that's why we're here. <laughs> uh, oh, I really enjoy it. For sure, for sure. Tell tell me about speaking in front of twenty thousand people. Oh God, how'd you find it out? <laughs> I 
do my, I do a little bit of research. I do a little bit of research. Oh, so well, I, I, I haven't figured out how to say uh, Govlier yet, but I, <laughs> I do know, I do know a little bit about what you've been doing out there in these streets. Oh, <laughs> talk so, about that because that's amazing. That's an amazing accomplishment. Tell, tell, tell the, tell the hustle fam a little bit about that. Got it. So this was after that pitch competition that I spoke about, and. Um, there were over 26,000 people who actually attended that conference. And, you know, we, there was a full like closing session and it was in the Toyota center in Houston. Yeah, It was so crazy. Like I had never been, first of all, I've never been to Houston. So (laughs) going to Houston alone, um, and then, you know, having this opportunity, I won the pitch competition. So, you know, we had to go on stage and have a conversation about um, our startups and things like that. So I first, when I first got there, um, I was shaking. I want to be honest. With you. I was just shaking my armpits. <laughs> like, this is the embarrassing stuff. I'm going to tell you all the, the nasty details behind it. So I was shaking, like literally trembling. My, my armpits were shaking and I mean, sweating. And then I went out and of course I missed my cue because I was so nervous. I was like, hi, my name is, but people were still clapping. So I was like, Okay, cool. So so people don't realize that I screwed up, but I know I did. So I'm going to share that with you. So then I started talking before with my time and I had to stop, let people finish clapping. And then I started over again and we walked over and we sat down and it took a little minute to like really get comfortable. But when you see everyone else, you know, they seem calm. So, you know, you can't, you can't look out of place here. Right. (laughs) Don't let them see you sweat. Let them see. So um, we took that that opportunity and we talked about you know the business. Uh, one of the biggest like you know key components and takeaways from there was um, not waiting for permission to take like that leap. Like don't don't wait for somebody to say oh you can do this or oh you mm-hmm. have to like just do it. If it don't work, pivot. And then, you know, continue to, to try to do stuff. So, but um, it was really crazy to see the way people reacted to you just being on stage and sharing, you know, your story. Like I wasn't giving them any, like, I wasn't talking about phlebotomy. Like I was just talking about what I did. Like, I, right. I, so for me, um, it was one of the like wildest experiences. Um, but it gave me the opportunity to like, now I can pitch in front of people and not have a problem. Like mm. now I can talk. I, I was talking to 20,000 people on the stage. Right, like, right, right. This like is, now this is light work. You know, this is light. This is light. So, and then, that's what, so this to also go back into like the stuff that I told you, like the embarrassing, nasty stuff. So it helped me to realize that the people in the audience, they don't see that. They don't see it. They don't feel your armpits. I mean, armpits sweating. They right. don't see any of that. So, you know, whatever you tell them, that's pretty much law at that point. Like, that's a fact. so it, it helps you to realize that you, you get very uh, comfortable and confident and, you know, your craft, what you do and who you are. And that's what I, I took a lot away. Like, from like they say, it's nothing to fear, but fear itself. Right. Like you, you, you going through all these emotions and everything and they're just looking at you like, OK, you know, wow. no big deal. <laughs> All good. <laughs> so, well, so what else was crazy was you know getting on Twitter like afterwards you see people like hashtagging it, you know. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm on. 
Right, oh, I'm, I'm lit. I'm lit. Right. If they only knew what I was really going through up there. Exactly. Exactly. So. So 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 did you? How many people were on that panel? Four. Four of us. No, it was five of us. It was five of us. So we had a narrator, and it was uh, four winners. So I won first place, second place um, winner, and third place winner were there. And then we also had an audience favorite. So she was there as well. So all four of us was on, were on the panel. And these are all different founders and all different types of businesses, mm-hmm. business niches. All different founders, all different locations, um, you know, multiple different businesses in different areas. And that was what was cool about it. It was very cool um, about the whole situation. Everyone had a completely different story. Uh, some of them had already raised capital. Uh, some of them had been in the market, you know, a lot longer than I had. And some of them had like partnerships with Google, all types yeah. of stuff. And it was just yeah. like... Jesus, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's why I say it was a very shocking experience that I took like first place because I was, I was, I was so conf- I was, I wasn't thinking about the traction at the time. Like that was the only thing that made me feel like I didn't deserve to be even pitching because I felt like mm. I didn't have enough traction at the time. So, mm. mm-hmm. got you, got you. You felt like, man, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. Listen, <laughs> I got up there and they came back and said first place. I said, oh. dope 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 so so now you're out you're um you're 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 obviously doing a lot of outreach um to a lot of government agencies local agencies um are are people really receptive to this idea what's what's the feedback you're getting got it so from the agencies uh they they annoy me because they love the solution but they always want to add something to it and i'm (laughs) like okay well we can add some stuff because this is really just a base solution. We can add some stuff, but it's going to cost you some money. (laughs) You know, because I I can't, I can't afford to keep coming out of my pocket to create something for you. Now, you know, I have everything that you, you know, you said you wanted and you need it right here. So I can give you this while we work on building this on the back end of it. Mm. So that's been uh, pretty much it. But they love it. They love how easy it is to navigate. They love uh, the fact that business, they can go in, use it and find businesses just merely based off of like a quick search. Um, also, that multiple people within that department and that division can use the solution. So it wouldn't just be, you know, people for purchasing. Sometimes, you know, different departments where there is parks and recreation, they need to find a supplier. They would be able to have access to it, go in and search for a supplier in their local area to do business with. So they love it for those reasons. And also that it simplifies the certification process. Um, That does a lot for them in terms of helping them get their numbers up and helping them access those businesses who are certified, but aren't tapping into these opportunities because, you know, the current certification process is a paper process. They want you to mail the application in with all of the information. So it does that. And then, of course, because of COVID, which has been such a curse, but I will say also a blessing, it has taught people that we have to digitize. Everything, mm-hmm. every meeting that we have can be in person. Every application that you need, it, it doesn't have to be a paper application. So for those reasons, it's been, you know, they've been extremely receptive. They've been open to it. And um, I've done some demos. I got some agencies who, you know, have done a letter of intent with me. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Good. Nice. So you're out there, you're out there doing sales yourself. Do you yes, have a, do you have a sales, sales team that works? With I you? also have um. Yep. I was gonna say that. So it's myself. I'm definitely always doing it, especially when it comes down to the demos, because 
it's it's just different when you talk about your product. I don't right. know what it is. It's, it's the passion that you could bring with it and really just show the show Absolutely. that client like this is what we doing. It's you know just mm-hmm. just bring that little bit extra. You know what I mean? And people love a story, like right. It, Especially when it's coming from you. Like, it's different when someone from my team is saying, well, our founder, da-da-da-da, or me saying, well, this is how we got to this point. I served active duty, and we decided to blah, blah, blah. And they they respect that a lot more coming from you. And then also because you are, like, the founder and the CEO um, in the early stages, it's a lot easier for you to do that. So I I, I, I want to do it that way so that way I can, you know, so that way I can share the story. People gotcha. buy why. So now I I understand. What about how are you doing outreach to small businesses to get them on the platform? Got it. So it's been a lot of social media. It's been a lot of actually going through the government agency's database of certified businesses, doing email blasts to them um, and just connecting with them that way. Uh, But now we're taking an alternative approach to um, partnering with organizations that already have like a community of small businesses. and, you know, sometimes it gets hard. Like in the beginning, I tried this approach to like partnering with chambers of commerces and things like that. But they always wanted you to like purchase a membership. But I'm not about to pay for like 40,000 chamber of commerce memberships. That's insane. Like I don't even have to <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, you know, taking a different approach and say, Hey, you know, this is how it benefits your members. We can partner on this. If not, you know, just let it go or whatever. Um, but I also have partners, I've been building out a partnership network, but I have partners who, you know, can provide additional, um, services to businesses. So for one of our partners, which is higher ground, um.io, uh, they help businesses get corporate opportunities. So, mm. you know, it's like a two for one special, like you work with us, this is our partner, you know, and you can get in to do opportunities that way as well. So yeah. And just building out that partnership network is how we plan to like expand the small business uh, area now, but social media has been good. One thing that has been extremely well is education. Um, it works well. It's like the HubSpot model uh, where you educate people. Like you can literally go to HubSpot and find any information about marketing. That's we like that for um, the government space, especially for state and local government space. So building out more content, creating more videos and things like that. That's what, you know, uh, the, that's the strategy. That's the uh, marketing strategy for the business community from here on out, uh, except for with the prime contractors, that process is different. You actually have to reach out to their DBE coordinators or their supplier diversity coordinators um, to, you know, talk about potential partnership with them. And then also demoing the platform and allowing them to utilize the solution as well. So. Okay, and you also do uh, what's that? Free free game Fridays. Free game Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and on, on free game Fridays, what type of free game are we giving out? So free game Friday, like last Friday. Well, this Friday. Uh, well, last Friday, yeah. We <laughs> talked about state and local government uh, contracting. So it's different topics every single every single week, like every single Friday. Um, and last time we talked about state and local government contracting. The next time we're going to talk about. Um, so it'll be topics like how to uh, read a solicitation, how to build a proposal, how to navigate government websites, um, uh, what are the purchasing, how to find out what the purchasing requirements are, uh, who do I contact if I have X, Y, and Z? Because you know it's also broken down by who purchases what in the state and local space as well. So there's certain people who purchase things. Um, and then also how do I target, you know, my potential client? Like most people think um, I just have to reach out to purchasing. That's not it. That's not it. Purchasing has the money. They carry the pocketbook. 
right? But if you have a, you know, landscaping company, purchasing wouldn't be the people that you reach out to initially. It could be the department, right? Parks and Recreation or, you know, the school board. You reach out to whoever's in charge of like the janitorial um, or I mean the janitorial, the landscaping um, and, you know, the outlook at the school. Uh, so, you know, it's different in terms of who your who your target audience is. Purchasing just going to pay for it. Right. So, you know, talking about that type of stuff and allowing people to understand that, you know, every different facet of like what is involved in it, how to write a proposal. Um, you know, marketing yourself to the government agencies. So I, I'm doing uh, most of the trainings, but I plan to bring people on uh, to talk about some stuff because I do have some partners in this space. Uh, so it'll be somewhat of a little podcast uh, talking about government contracting. But yeah, for the state and local government space, that's one thing I cannot stress enough uh, because there's so much information about the federal space, but state and local really, they they don't get enough credit for, you know, the opportunities that are available literally in your own backyard. So. Got you. And, we, and where are we hosting Free Game Friday? Where can people find that? On YouTube, um, YouTube, you can follow, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, get notifications. Also, you can go to our website and join our uh, newsletter. So that way you can, you know, get the post about what opportunities uh, or what we will be speaking about this week. Also, follow us on Instagram at G-O-V-L-I-A. Um, and that's how you will keep the information, you know, transparent on every social aspect, on every social platform that we have available. Okay. So, so, so talk to someone right now who has been, um, who, who's been hearing about this government contracting, but they've just been procrastinating for whatever reason. It's like, they know all this opportunity is out there and they, they want to jump in, but they're just like scared. They're nervous. They don't really know much about it. It's just like one of those things that's like, I don't really know where to start. What, what would you tell that, that, that business owner? If you never start, you'll never finish. Um, mostly because you got to get into the game to learn it. It's nothing that you can read a book and now you know how to do it. No, it's all OJT, on-the-job training. You have to go through this process, bid on some contracts. You may not win them, but it gives you the opportunity uh, in the beginning. I'm, I'm not going to say you may not, but it does take time to win the contract um, for some businesses. But bid on an opportunity. Even if you don't win, it gives you the opportunity to reach out to that contracting officer. Hey, you know, what could have been better in our proposal? Uh, why didn't we win this opportunity? It gives you the opportunity to get some feedback to to uh, um, perfect your craft, right? Um, and then also continue to educate yourself, work with, you know, different businesses, different individuals who are out sharing this content, sharing this information about the government space. And um, just, just I, I just say, just, you got to start. If you don't start, like, you can't, you, there's no way you can win a contract without even starting. Nobody's right. going to just call you. Hey, you won this contract. I wish it was like that. But, <laughs> and, so. and, and, uh, Govlier is a perfect way to, to get started. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, we'll continue to have more training, more content out there. Um, we, like I said, we also have partners. We partner with organizations. Uh, I get a few people who, you know, sometimes they, they want to do a consultation, but and all honestly, they just want you to write the proposals for them. <laughs> we do not do that. I'm going to say that here on Truck and Hustle, we do not write proposals on behalf of businesses. Right. But I do have partners who does like that, that particular work. They're in that particular line of work. Um, don't think it's going to be free. There's also um, a few people out there who will tell you like you have to 
if, if a, a contracting officer will write a proposal for you for free um, and you just give them a percentage of the contract, some people will do that. My partners don't do that because they have employees to pay and on top of that, but they also have a 95% success rate. Um, so that's another thing. I part, make sure I partner with people who not just BS and people. Mm. I don't like stuff like that. Mm, um, no uh, so yeah, so we, we do have partners who can provide additional services, even when it comes like to helping with bonding, uh, insurance, financing. We do have partners who can help with that type of stuff. But we do not write proposals on behalf of businesses. <laughs> <laughs> got you. Got you. Um, you have Code to Eat also. What's that about? Yes. Oh, my God. That's my passion project. Right? Okay. Talk about um, it. So one thing that, you know, I, I, I got into the tech space and in my mind, I was like, I wish I would have known this information growing up. Like, right. had I known how to navigate the, you know, I can create like a, a website, e-commerce website right now. And right. say, hey, Google, I got some T-shirts online. Right. Like, if I can do that, if I would have been able to do that in high school, I, even in middle school. You'd be winning right now. Well, you, you are winning, but you'd be, super, am, but you'd be super winning. You hear me? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't have had to go through all this work <laughs> to win. Right, 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 um, right, right. So, you know, and I, I, so I, especially within our community, you know, we, we don't, we're not into like the whole technology space as much. Um, and, you know, one of like the male black, you know, tech billionaire said that technology is the greatest wealth generating tool in, you know, the country, in the world, as a matter of fact, um, Robert, Robert Frederick Smith. Yeah. Robert Frederick Smith. He said that. And, um, you know, no, I, I really believe that. And I, I believe that, you know, if we just give people, especially like our young people, the tools. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like we, we're talking about, you know, where the where the wealth gap is now and like what it's projected to be by the year 2050 of right. us not having like that's insane to me. Like so I'm like we need to begin to equip our young kids with the idea about technology and entrepreneurship. Because otherwise, the only thing I'm going to learn is how to get a job, how to how to get a job. And I, I don't have a problem with people working a nine to five, none of that. But I also see it as if, you know, you want to be able to control how you eat. Right. You want to be able to control how you pay your bills, how you take care of your family and, you know, how you take care of yourself. Uh, it's, it's really, you know, harder in this space to be able to you know, get some self-care in, you know, maybe I'm going to take a few days off or maybe I'm going to do it. It's harder to do that when, you know, you're so scrapped for cash and you got to figure out how you're going to pay your bills or how you're going to feed your kids or something like that. Right. Uh, so, and this also does take a burden. I'm talking so much about the benefits of it. Let me get into nah, the program. Nah, I'm we listening. We good. Go for <laughs> it. It also takes some of the burden off of the parents because, you know, I think about myself uh, when I was 16 years old, I got my first job working at Foot Locker. And, you know, more than anything, like I was, I had my own money. Like I was right. paying for my, I was paying for my own stuff. You know, my mom didn't have to pay for grab bash or any of the stuff that, you know, any of the prom, like any, anything that I needed. And then it also, you know, I, I'm not like encouraging kids to help their parents. with bills. I was, you know, able to help my sisters, you know, whether they wanted something, they want to go on a field trip. You know, I got $5 for you. Right. Or like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Um, so you know, it it gave it gave me that to where it took a little bit of stress off of my mom because you know I had my own, I was doing my own thing, yeah. uh, and I had two jobs when I was sixteen. So, 
Like uh, you said, the hustler, you, you go get her. It's <laughs> in my blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I always felt like that was a way to do it. So what Code to Eat focuses on is um, teaching you how to leverage technology to create your own economic opportunity. So coding to eat, right? Um, and we work with teens, um, mostly teens, but we've, we've also done like another youth program as well. But we work with teens in between the age of, you know, 12 and 18 um, to teach them how to create websites or create, you know, a quick T-shirt line using like solutions like Teespring or how to uh, leverage the aspect of design using simple solutions, simple free solutions like Canva. Uh, So really just showing them, you know, different opportunities available. One of our um, programs, we partner with an organization that, you know, works with young girls in, um, St. Pete, you know, my, my hometown or whatever, yeah. we partnered with them. And um, we did like a, a, a really quick, like 30 minute course. And we talked about how to use, how to leverage design using Canva. So making different designs and then how to create a t-shirt company, um, an online t-shirt company using Teespring. And it was just super quick. They created little quotes on Canva and they took those photos and put them on their t-shirts on Teespring. And it made, you know, their website was live. They can go purchase their, people could go purchase their shirts. You know, these little kids were different though. This one girl, the one little girl, she had her shirt for $40. I said, (laughs) She said, this is designer. I know that's right. No money on the table. Wow. That's Um, funny. But it's just equipping them with like that type of knowledge, that type of like confidence to let them know, like there's not only one route, you know, to what you can do. I know before when I was graduating school, there were a lot of kids who were, or uh, kids, a lot of people who were like, I don't want to go to college. And in our minds, you know, it's just like, if you don't go to college, what you going to do? Right. 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 So I, I want to break that, you know, that cycle of knowledge and that cycle of information. And then also like, you know, working with parents and um, um, people who are reentering society after, you know, going to prison or whatever the case may be. We really want to expand our program to be able to tap into uh, that as well, because, mm. you know, I have I have family members uh, who you now they want to start a business now. And right. I mean, luckily they got me, but. <laughs> So it's to really help you re-enter in society and be like progressive um, on that side of it. But for parents, it allows them to create like some, you know, residual income. If they're still working, they can make some like type of residual income. You doing something, but leveraging technology because it doesn't take a lot of time for you. And oftentimes you don't really need a lot of people. You can set up systems in place to automate things. So that way you, you know, you don't have to, to do so much of it. So that's a fact. Now, I love that idea. So is that going to be, um, is that only at a, at a local level or do you like a virtual as well? Like, are you gonna Right be- now it's been local, but I, okay. I do ex- uh, plan, of course, COVID to make it yeah. virtual yeah. Uh, and to do more content and training around um, like just online. So probably doing more classes um, and partnering with like some organizations or some schools or just individuals in this space who, you know, are connected or have a group of, you know, adults and they have kids that want to tap into it. So, yeah, I do plan to make it virtual um, because we just launched the software with GovLA. I've been so focused on sales that, you know, I've been neglecting my poor little code to eat. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I got to get um, 
I'm going to get somebody on board to help me with that. I can do that now. So I'll get somebody to help me with that. Dope. Govlier, five years from now, where, where are we at? What, what are we oh, doing? man. That's a, that's, what is that? What did I say? That's a household name. <laughs> you know, we know we have to go to Govlier to find these contracting opportunities, especially in our, our local state area. Mm-hmm. It's a household name. It's a household name for sure. Uh, and we, you know, in five years from now, we'll, we'll have a, uh, I always overestimate my numbers just because it pushes me to go, you know, uh, as, as hard as I can. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll have a, a good 0.5% of the market um, in terms of, you know, being working with these local government agencies and state agencies. So, uh, and I, I, I take that. Actually, come on. I'm just going to say a, a 2% of the market. You know? No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Sure. Over ninety thousand agencies. So, and and I think this is going to definitely attract businesses. Um, you know, to want it's an opportunity now. It's a gateway, like you said, a, a govlie. It's a liaison to getting into government contracting. So the name is perfect. You know what yeah. I mean? Because this is what those people who are fearful actually need to kind of make that take that step. Like, hey, let me just create a profile here. And now the agencies can come to me. And like you said, you have the social component to it to where you can connect with people, partner with people. Yep. It's really a perfect solution. It's really, really, really awesome Thank what you're doing. You. I appreciate that. You know, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to wrap it up. Wrap it up. We've been rocking for a little bit. Um, we, we always got to get the final thought. And um, just one more time, let everybody know where to connect with you personally. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. So final thought. Let's start with that. Final thought. Um, I'm so cheesy. Um, but final thought is get started and get the work done. Um, that, that, that will be my final thought. Get started and get the work done. Don't, you know, wait for the perfect time. There's no such thing as a perfect time. Uh, and in the process, understand that it's a journey, right? It will not be perfect the first time, sometimes not even the second time. But understand that it's okay to pivot. Just don't give up. You know, pivot, that, that means to make, make minor tweaks, minor peaks. Sometimes even major tweaks, major peaks. But don't, just don't give up. That's it. Because I feel like that's the only reason, like, I'm still here is because I didn't give up. And I'm, I love Nipsey. And he said this in a song. I'm not, like, he literally said the only thing that makes me different is I didn't give up. Don't mm. give up. So, yeah, that's it. That's why I see it as, too. That's a fact. That's a fact. And where can the people connect with you? Oh, yes. Uh, You can connect with me on all social media platforms. If it's about government contracting, G-O-V-L-I-A, at Govlia on Facebook, Instagram. Um, Twitter is G-O-V-L-I-A and then underscore at the end. But I'm pretty sure we're the only one that'll pop up anyhow. But G-O-V-L-I-A on all social medias. And then if you want to connect with me just personally, I'm um, Shakia Kegler on all social media platforms as well. So, yeah. Uh, also, check out our website, www.govlia.com. And, you know, uh, if you enjoy this training or if you enjoy this, you'll definitely enjoy Free Game Friday. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. For sure, y'all. Listen, do not miss out on this opportunity. Um, you know, get involved now. You know, like like Shakia said, man, you got to get started. You know what I mean? And and it's re- this is really, there's only nothing but upside, right? Mm-hmm. You really can't go wrong. I mean, there's opportunities out there. Why not give it a shot? Why not try? Why not, you know, get 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 in the race? You know what I mean? And 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 see what could happen. So 
Um, Shakia, thank you so much for joining me. I've, I've, I've wanted to get you on the show for such a long time, and I'm glad you're able to join me today. Um, your wealth of knowledge and what you're doing is awesome. Congratulations on everything you're doing. I appreciate um, it. Man, you, you, like you said, you're a hustler. You know what I'm saying? You're building companies and, and you're doing your thing. So we appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. And we're going to you know, look, look out for you in the future. And everybody, make sure y'all lock in with GovLier. And uh, let's do it. I don't, I don't got nothing else to say aside from that. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Shakia. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Hustle fam, we out. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle. <laughs>